0: You're listening to the Creekside Church Message Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor George, which is from our sermon series, Christmas at Creekside. For more information, please visit our website at www.creekside.org. Good morning, everyone. (laughs) Hey, uh, so glad that you're here. I want to welcome everyone who's watching us. Or with us online can we let those online know that those of us in house love them by making some noise come on here's what I would love for you to do if you're watching online Uh, let us know where you're watching from maybe a city or location uh, not with words but emojis do it and then everybody in house go ahead and log on Uh, I'll give you total permission to be on your phone uh, during service and log on and, and, and chat with them in the comment section. I don't know if there's a, is there a church emoji? Yes. So everybody who has the app, Creekside app, go on and comment and put the church emoji and let them know that you're here today. Uh, how many of you guys want to know uh, the results of our harvest offering yeah. thus far? Uh, pretty pumped about this. Now, Uh, It's an it's amazing because I I always think in my head when we receive a harvest offering We give a harvest of hope to people uh, Who are in need so uh, check out this slide? You're gonna get a chance to pick how many guys believe it's a raise your hand Just don't assume things what what if what if we put high amounts just to throw you off Uh, B raise your hand Wow One, ye of little faith. C, raise your hand. D, raise your hand. Okay, you guys ready? Let's count it down from five. Five, four, three, two. I'm telling you, we are inching closer to receiving and giving away $1 million over the last eight years. So crazy ridiculous generosity and as always uh, you can give throughout the remainder of the year specify harvest offering and speaking of harvest offering uh, we're getting ready to bless the socks off not just some churches worldwide and missionaries and thousands of dollars are about to go out uh, but we're also uh, getting ready to bless families who are in need from our area schools. And one that I'm really excited about, an opportunity that I'm really excited about, is the Bay Area Chaplains Christmas Joy Families. And I, I know you heard a little bit about this. I know you've probably received an email about this. But uh, here, here again, let me make note of the, the crazy lifestyle of uh, generosity that you live out as Creekside Church. We only have three families left. Three families of children of incarcerated parents left to be adopted. And and all you have to do is go to Guest Central, pick a name up. Uh, Whoever's working Guest Central today will help you out and answer any questions. But you go out and you go shopping for them like you would your family member. And then you get to deliver the, the packages yourself and Creekside will reimburse Um, Some uh, uh, up to a certain amount, I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, of that out of the harvest offering. Children of families whose parents are incarcerated. We just need three more people to step up uh, to uh, adopt a family. So I want to thank you, Creekside, for your generosity. I want to thank you for stretching it and flexing that generosity muscle and Uh, I I want you to continue to pray that God will be glorified as we bring the hope and the message of Jesus to people who need it this year. So, can we give God some praise just for that? Uh, We're we're in the midst of, uh, we called it Christmas at Creekside. Because we just we, we wanted to like, cut out all the white noise, uh, all of the hustle and bustle of, of this season. You know, because let's be honest, a lot of us are dealing with some tremendous anxiety, spending money we don't have for people we don't really like, if, if we're being completely honest. And I just wanted to create an environment. Where we can come and just really refocus and recalibrate what Christmas is all about. Jesus. The coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. Again, that's why we didn't go crazy with the decorations. We didn't want to create distractions. We wanted you to see Jesus this Christmas. Now, one of the things that come along with Christmas, and speaking of a huge, major distraction for me, uh, it's um, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. (laughs) Even even at the ripe old age of 38, (laughs) plus maybe a few more, I still watch The Great Pumpkin, and I love... I don't know, it just, (laughs) for me, it just kind of harkens back to a simpler time, doesn't it? But speaking of the Peanuts, in one Peanuts comic strip, and you may be familiar with this line, Charlie Brown and his little sister Sally were talking, and Sally uh, proclaims that she has inner peace, but she's really restless. And she starts ranting and raving about someone she doesn't like. Can anybody relate to that? <laughs> Just going off on, on, on the fact that she doesn't like, she starts ranting and raving about someone she doesn't like. She's all, and then Charlie Brown says, hey, listen, I thought you had some inner peace. And she says, I do, but I still have outer obnoxiousness. <laughs> It's kind of the premise for our message today, straight from a comic strip, penis comic strip. How many of you guys brought your Bibles? Raise them up. Yes, the actual Bible. How many of you guys, how many of you guys brought your electronic device that you put your Bible on? How many at home are, actually have your Bible with you? Or did you open another window on your browser and you're clicking on a Bible gateway or something like that? Uh, make it known. Uh, how many of you guys who has brought their Bible this week because you felt kind of guilty last week Amen. yeah <laughs> maybe next week we'll have a prize a drawing for those who bring their actual Bible to church what a novel idea Okay. <laughs> if you got your Bible let's listen to the pages turn to Luke, Luke chapter 1 yes my mic doesn't pick it up Luke chapter 1 Verse 26, this is going to be our text today. I'm reading it out of ink and paper. It's the birth of Jesus foretold. Verse 26 through 38. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Now, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you, confused and disturbed. Say confused Confused. and disturbed. disturbed. Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Will overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Remember, we talked about that last week. People used to say she was barren, but uh, barren. But she has conceived a son, and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail and Mary responded I am the Lord's servant may everything you have said about me come true let that sink in for a second confused and disturbed and her response was I am the Lord's servant let everything that you say will happen come true And then the angel left her. Let me ask you this question. What do you think of when you hear the word peace? If you're under 25, it's probably you're throwing up deuces and you're out. <laughs> what do you think of when you hear the word peace? What, what comes to mind? Maybe, you would, maybe some are sitting here today and, and you're, you may be thinking to yourself, okay, dude, what Peace. What is this peace that you speak of? Because I think our world, if you are, if, if you are upright, eyes open, and you're breathing, you, you have probably noticed that our world is kind of a world without peace. The news is filled with stories of conflict. The news is filled with stories of war. Uh, of the horrible and evil things that humans are doing to other humans? I mean, we don't have to talk about politics being polarizing. Conflicts rage in where? Ukraine, the Middle East, and and unfortunately, conflicts reign right here at home. I mean, if you think about it, you're it's it, it, this whole idea of that you're either for something or against something has taken on a whole new meaning and sometimes it gets downright physical doesn't it i think there's a reason we are so bad at outer peace it's because we aren't very good at inner peace Our outer unrest is a symptom of of a deeper problem. Maybe maybe we're not at peace. Maybe you're not at peace with others because you're not at peace with yourselves. Maybe I'm not so good at outer peace because I'm, I'm at war within. And we're not at peace with ourselves because we're ultimately not at peace with God. Today, we're reading the beginning of the nativity story. The birth of Jesus. The story of Jesus' birth. And it's, it's an incredible story. If you take time and really read into it. A young woman, a girl really, I mean like young, named Mary, is engaged to be married. And in Jesus's time, uh, women were engaged when they were fairly, actually they were very young, and some scholars believe that Mary at the time was probably 13 or 14 years old. I wouldn't even let my own daughter date until she was 25. (laughs) And here she is 21 engaged, so... And some of you, it, may, it blows my mind, and it blows some of your minds, too, because you have kids that are that age. You have a daughter that is that age. And she gets a visit from an angel, and the Bible's, uh, the Bible's word for angel is the same. It's the same word as messenger. Because angels were the ones who brought good news. And this angel's no different. He shows up on the scene. He gives Mary an ama- some amazing news. The Lord is with her. She has found favor with God. Most of them, he's like, Yeah, I knew it. I'm his favorite. But then what happens? She's told the news that she'll conceive and give birth to a son, and she's to name him Jesus, and his kingdom will never end. Can you imagine the weight? Just an angel showing up and talking to you, let alone that kind of news that he's given you. It's an incredible story, and what I want to focus on today is Mary's response to that angel. Mary's response to that message. It's a response, and if you know it, it, it's a response of great peace. Mary doesn't fight it. She doesn't ask him for like 20 different scenarios for him to prove it. She doesn't argue with him. She doesn't even hesitate. She simply says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said to me come true. Now, we don't know much about Mary at this point. All we know is about her is found in her response to the angel. And from this, we see that Mary's, she has to be a person of tremendous peace. Because young as she is, she knows. She knows that peace comes only through God. And I think there are three lessons as we, focus in on the Advent element of peace today. Three lessons that we can learn from Mary's response. And the first one, three lessons about God's peace we can learn from Mary's response. And the first one is this. You have to understand that my peace does not depend on my circumstances. Your peace does not depend on your circumstances it doesn't it has nothing to do with it it has nothing to do what is going on in your life no matter how hectic how discouraging how difficult it may be i'm here to tell someone who's willing to listen that your peace has nothing to do with your circumstances but it has everything to do with inviting God into what's going on in your life. Here's what I believe to be true, that peace is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of God. What's a what's promise that Jesus gave all of us who follow Him? In this world, you will have trouble. That's a promise. Let's just get past that. We're all going to deal with crud. But that has no bearing on your peace. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of God. Maybe you lost a loved one recently. Maybe you're dealing with this is your first Christmas without that loved one. It's difficult. I get it. And, And for many of you, that have experienced this, if you look back, you you probably found yourself, man, it was hard to deal. When I lost my grandmother in 2020, that first Christmas, that was probably one of the toughest in my life, and I still kind of deal with it. But for those who have their faith in Jesus, for those of us who put our trust in our life and our, our faith in Jesus, the source of true peace what do you know is true as a result you know this to be true you can say with confidence that you know that your redeemer lives and it's not goodbye because you know you will see that loved one again and that's through that confidence and knowing that there's peace Peace is found in the presence of God despite the troubles that we face. And the the reality is, is that God's peace is offered to us each moment and in every single circumstance that we have to work through. Mary knows this. Mary is about to enter an incredible, difficult season of her life. I mean, after all, she's going to be pregnant, unmarried, right? And because of that, she's going to face a fate that could actually, in first century, in Jesus' time, it can get a person killed. And just outside of that, let alone having to go to her fiancé and say, hey, dude, I got something to tell you. Surprise, dad. She's going to have to tell her, she's going to have to tell her fiancé, Joseph. And she's going to have to hope that he believes this crazy, ridiculous story. And even if he does, she's going to face great shame. She knows all of this only too well. Yet she says, what does she say to God? She said, even though I know all of this difficulty, all of this shame is going to come my way, even though i got to go explain this to my future husband, what does she say to God? Heck no. No, she says, yes. She says yes. She knows that God's going to be with her. And for that reason, she can continue to move forward in peace. It's not the absence of trouble. It's the presence of God in all of our, all of our circumstances. And it's not just knowing that God is there. It's inviting Him in to our Difficult circumstance. Is there there something going on in your life right now as you listen to me speak? Going on in your life right now that keeps you from opening, opening yourself up to God's peace? Think about that for a second. Is there something that you feel is so significant in your life that you know better how to work through it than maybe God? So you shut Him out. What is it? Maybe for some of you, you need to write it down. Maybe for some of us, we need to share it with our spouse. What is it that is keeping us from inviting God into our circumstances? I mean, are you waiting for something to change before you feel like peace can arrive into your situation? I'm here to tell you, you don't need to invite God in invite God into whatever you're going through what we need to do what what we're able to do is we're able to lay out our petition before God and then we can say not my will God but thy will be done not my will but thy will be done it's one of the most beneficial lessons that I've ever learned in God's school for my life and the beneficial lesson is this I'm going to let God choose for me. I'm going to let God choose for me. We, we don't steer the ship. I think that's, an, that's a lie from the enemy. That we're, an ulti- we're ultimately in control. We don't steer the ship. We ask for what we need and what we want, and then we accept what the Lord provides. Because we know that He is working for our good in our lives. Did you guys just pick up what I put down? We lay it out all before God, and then we accept what He provides, knowing that He knows best and that He is Lord. So our, our peace does not depend on our circumstances. The second thing is true peace It's just not this like ethereal thing. True peace is active, not passive. It's not a passive peace, it's an active peace. Often, when we see pics of people in art and, you know, true masterpieces, and you see these people in these paintings with like a a thousand yard stare, and you think to yourself, man, Mona Lisa, she looks so peaceful. But the reality, that's not true peace. That's not true peace at all. That's mind-numbing lifelessness. It's nothingness. Peace doesn't mean being a doormat. I I want to get that off, you know, on the table. Peace isn't just saying yes to everything that comes your way. Peace isn't having, you know, no will uh, of our own you're just not pursuing nothingness mary responds very honestly to this angel and luke tells us that at first she is and we said it together she was confused and she was disturbed I mean, this wasn't a woman without a brain in her head. Something strange is going on here. Something, it's not normal, and she wants to know what's up. Can Can you think of a time, and many of us were like, hey, just this morning, I was disturbed and I was confused. As soon as I whipped off the covers and got out of bed, I became disturbed and slightly confused. Before I had my coffee, I was confused and disturbed. Think of a time when you've been confused and disturbed, because it's, it's common in this life of faith that we live, and that's important, because if you think of the life of Jesus, at his conception, his mother, Mary, was disturbed and confused. At his birth, the shepherds that got the news were confused and disturbed Throughout his life, religious leaders, uh, young people, men and women were confused and disturbed by the words he were, he, uh, by not just his words, but by his actions as well. Then he died. He died on a cross. Talk about confusing and disturbing. And then to make it even more confusing and disturbing, he rose again after he died. This is commonplace in our faith. We kind of forget about this. He died and he rose again, and that's even more confusing. And here's what I know, that God often unsettles us because we are not prepared for the supernatural to enter our world. Newsflash. This whole relationship we have with Jesus is a supernatural one. Demons and angels... The Holy Spirit. I think we, you and I, are unprepared for radical change. Most of us, our peace is upended when they rearrange the aisle in the grocery store that we're used to getting what we normally get. Yet this is what God brings. He, uh, we, we are taken into his story. He doesn't come along for the, uh, you know, the ride in our story. We're taken into his story and we're going to face situations that will confuse and disturb us. That's the reality. Because God's way is not our way. God's way is not the normal way. I mean, if you think about it, to get ahead, what do you got to do? You got to give up yourself. To get ahead, you have to sacrifice. To find freedom, you must become God's slave. You must, to find freedom, you must become God's servant. I know it's crazy talk. But this is God's way. And as we seek His peace in our lives, we must follow Him follow Him. So having peace, it it doesn't mean that we are passive and we just kind of mindlessly do what we do. And it doesn't mean that we're unthinking. It doesn't mean that we don't have doubts. It doesn't mean that we don't have questions. It means we tell God honestly how we are feeling. We talk to Him. We have a conversation with Him. We ask Him questions. And then we follow him peace is not passive and i there's an important distinction between christianity and some of the other religions of this world because in their quest for peace a lot of them some philosophies teach that we should empty ourselves out of everything right empty everything out of our lives every want every desire, every passion. We should empty our lives of those things. But Christianity, following Jesus, says the opposite. That peace in God is about you know, being filled up and engaged and exhilarated because God's peace is active. It's not passive. It's active. This is why Scripture tells us to be peaceful. Makers. Peacemakers. Peace, you know, peace takes work. Peace takes attention and action. You never trip into or drift into true peace. So peace does not depend on our circumstances. Peace is active. Peace is not passive. And my last point, if you're taking notes, write this down. The most important one all peace is god's peace all true peace is god's peace i left out a word true that's important all true peace is god's peace there's a beautiful passage in the gospels john chapter 14 where jesus talks about peace he says i am leaving you a gift what did he leave us a gift gift. he says What is a gift? Peace of mind and heart. How many of you, how many of us can use a little bit more peace of mind and peace of heart? I'm leaving you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Doesn't matter how much stuff you have, how much money you you have in the bank, if you have a trophy spouse or whatever, it doesn't matter because the gift the world gives cannot match or equate to the peace of mind and heart that is found in Jesus. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Uh-oh, got to make a choice. We have a part to play in this we choose don't be troubled don't be afraid that is both comforting and completely scary if you ask me because I have to choose to be joyful to receive this peace in all my circumstances but I I know I'm able to not on my own power but because I'm inviting God into it because all true peace is God's peace the world cannot give us peace. It promise, uh, I, I know the world promises us peace, but it can't deliver the peace that it promises. Only God can give us peace. All peace is God's peace. All true peace comes through Jesus Christ. So I'm going to invite you to stand with me. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Stop thinking about lunch. Well, I'll be peaceful when I get that burrito in my belly. Stop it. If you're hungry, go see my friend Eve. She has some seven-layer dip and chips back at the... And and I'm telling you, Eve is blessing the early bird service. She typically decks it out for the, the breakfast club service at 1030. Let's just... If you want to empty your life of something... Put away the distractions for a moment. Tell God, tell God your fears and troubles. Let him know the the turmoil of your soul. And and not just that, just don't talk, but invite him in to it. Invite him in. And we're going to have a moment to do that. Invite him in. Invite Him in to lead you, to walk beside you, to hold your hand through it, to love you through it, and to grant you His peace. I know we look forward to Christmas, but even more than that, we look forward to the return of Jesus. And for some of us, we're looking forward to the return of Jesus into our life right here today. Because we've drifted away. This is what advent is all about. He is coming. He is the Lord. He is our hope and he is our peace. Hold fast to God's promises because the best is truly yet to come. What an incredible truth that is. So again, I ask you, where is your unrest today? Where is your unrest? Where Where are the battles that you feel like you continually fight? Where is your warfare? Where is your chaos in your life right here, right now? Let me encourage you that the Prince of Peace is greater than anything you're facing. His peace is more powerful than any circumstances that you are facing. And and this is the type of peace that I long for. As we celebrate the Advent season of waiting, waiting, anticipating. I want us to recognize that we wait with a longing and anticipation for God's peace to crash into our life. His peace to be made perfect in this crazy chaotic world. Let's also remember that the peace of Christ is also right here right now waiting to fill every single one of us in-house and watching online so I'm going to pray for you this morning and then we're going to worship and then I want to come up and lead, or come back up and encourage you with just one verse after we sing this but take some time invite Jesus, the Prince of Peace, into your situation today. Father God, I thank you that in this season of Advent we can unwrap this gift of peace of mind and peace of heart that you give us. Help us to live in that peace, Father God. Help us to speak through that peace that you provide through Jesus. Help us, Father God, to rest in the peace you give us in the midst of this crazy life. And help us, Father, to trust in the peace of knowing you have overcome this world. Fill us and hold us with your peace as we encounter you and experience the depth and richness of life that you provide both for now and forever. Amen. one